The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Ah, brother! Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, analyst for NFL.com, sportscasting stalwart, hiding a razor-sharp intellect behind some serious Sal Bando facial hair, the great Dave Damashek. Dave, how are you? Chet, what a thrill. Oh, hang on, but first... It's the Waterhouse Update brought to you by Coincidence, the dentures that just know when to fall out of your mouth. NBA playoffs. Pacers roasted Cleveland like those fat guys from Texas who always win the barbecue challenge. LeBron had a triple-double, but two white guys had minus 18 points, so that hurt the uh, Cavs. James will fly to Indianapolis for Game 3. The rest of the Cavs will take hoverboards. Houston's James Harden had 44 points in the opener and pulled a pint of Guinness out of his beard to beat the T-Wolves. Despite 35 points from the Bucks, Giannis and T-E-T-O-K. Ah, Boston wins. Golden State slapped around the Spurs like a cop waking up a drunk in a 30s movie. That NBA wrap-up brought to you by Malarkey, the non-alcoholic Irish whiskey. Boston Marathon U.S. women finish 1-2. Take that, Eritrea. The men. Uh, my stat man, Jimmy, uh, fell asleep, but I'm going to say the Kenyans and the Ethiopians won. NHL playoffs. 3-0 lead for the Las Vegas Golden Knights. How are they not the Rat Pack? And finally, South America's pastime, baseball. Rangers Bartolo Colon, near no-hitter. I don't want to say he's old, but he came up when bats still had bark on him. That Waterhouse Update brought to you by Bartolo Colon Cologne. If you want to smell good enough to get two entirely separate families, try Bartolo Colon. Cologne. All right, it's talk time. Dave Damashek, clearly the bird, baby. Pittsburgh, Dennis Miller, Michael Keaton, you. Now, now do I talk? I go now? <laughs> yeah. Hey, <I'm>... Chet, <laughs> what a thrill to be here with you, fella. What a pleasure. How'd Pittsburgh shape you? Because that city kind of, it kind of shapes people. It just does. That whole rust belt. Dude, if you're from down in uh, Pittsburgh Way, you ever come through them tunnels and see the whole city, the downtown just right there. There's the Stillers uh, Stadium. There's the uh, there's the Bucko Stadium. Oh, it's it's all right there for you. It's beautiful. They swallow their uh, L's a lot there too. I noticed they got a lot. Yeah, of- it really is. I've got to say, you're listen. You're a wordsmith, and, uh, and and the way you intone, the way you make the English language your own, surely you can appreciate. <laughs> And, uh, and man, that was tactful. And despise <laughs> and despise all the, the the regional variations on the English language here in the, in these United States. I dare say, as much as I love Pit, uh, Pittsburgh, PA, I think the accent might be the ugliest. On, it is, in, a, yeah, it's a weird one. The ugliest, right? It's kind of odd because uh, they they swallow the weirdest things. Like, hey, I, pass me that ink well. In a, yeah. go, what? It's it's paradoxical, right? Because they say, well, they uh, we say uh, we extend uh, monosyllabic words like south 
becomes side. Uh, well, it, it, the side side. <laughs> yeah, but too- then but down becomes uh, Danton, and but yeah. then O's get stretched out like Roethlisberger. Dude, Ben Roethlisberger. Dude, you seen him? Dude, there was a couple of uh, them brownies chasing him around. Dude, he's shoving them down, shoving them down. <laughs> then he just he, then he just won it to the end zone. Touchdown, dude. There's nothing they could do about just it. Just crushed between the flat A's of the Midwest <laughs> and the lilt of Boston. They had to come up with something. Now, I love the I love the Rust Bowl. I, was, I kind of from the the, the north end of it there up in Wisconsin, Kenosha and Milwaukee and all mm. that stuff. But, uh, you know, it's still an area of the country where they, they look out the window and they go, hey, snowstorm, good time to take off our shirts and paint our chests and go outside. <laughs> what is that mentality? What is – there's something I love about that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's weird. And that's why, in fact, as uh, as a representative then, Chet, of, uh, of that part of uh, – of the football world, isn't it strange that the NFC North, I think everyone should be ashamed of themselves, Big Ten or NFC North or AFC North, you, by by law, you should not be allowed to dome your stadium. Correct. Because it's the why do people take their shirts off at, and when it's freezing cold out? Right. Because pro football and college football, more than any other sport, feels communal between, at least from the fans' perspective, the players don't agree, but the, when, it's, when it's two degrees outside in a January game the the fans can uh can delude themselves into believing like we're all in this together guys it's not just freezing <laughs> right. down on the field in lambo we're up here freezing with you we're That's all right. behind you backing you up against these <laughs> dallas cowboys coming to town for this big time playoff game and, and when you dome it you take away that home you field do advantage. you can't look up and go hey my thumb's turning black for you <laughs> Now give me 13 yards up the middle. Disgraceful Vikings and Lions. Right. <laughs> that uh, observation brought to you by Breasts, the all-white meat chicken restaurant. Now, Indiana grad. Oh, my goodness. How'd you get to Indiana from Pittsburgh? Uh, I went out there. You know, I, I, I did. You know how you, you need the uh, so-called safety schools and stuff. I applied to it and got into that one first. And somehow my mother had heard, oh, it's a beautiful. You have to see. You have to see Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, brother. And somehow she compelled <laughs> she me to get into the car and drive through the cornfield. Bum steer there. L- listen. It's you not get- a bad looking campus, but I mean, it's about seventh in the What do you time. Have- Shame the devil, Chet. Shame the devil, good sir. Listen, let's not start out uh, with acrimony here. Yeah, yeah. From about from about Columbus, Ohio, if you're driving west on the 70, you can you could basically if your cruise control is right and the car alignment is square, you could fall asleep in Columbus, Ohio on the 70 and get to Indianapolis and, and take a nap at the same time. That's a guy from the Rust Belt. Just is your car alignment square? Yeah, we can make it in a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> but, then, but it's heaven. It's heaven down there. How dare you talk that way? It's Madison pretty. is glorious. Madison's glorious. Ann Arbor's not bad. Ann Arbor I will is say nice. this. If you're basing it off of coming out of Columbus, yes, it is gorgeous. <laughs> it's absolutely that gorgeous. May, maybe that is the secret <laughs> ingredient. <laughs> now, every time a football coach down in Indiana gets close to turning it around, they fire him. Is that like an institutional a uh, form of uh, of a bipolar depression or something. What what happens? I love the idea that you are under the impression that that Indiana <laughs> maybe turning it, it around. It, it, they're the actor here, and and the coach is the poor victim here. Maybe they like to go somewhere where it's better off. But yeah, no, actually, you're right because Bill Mallory. 
Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, this is a phenomenon. Anthony A. Train Thompson. Wow, look at you. Man, Very oh, nice. Man, you've, been doing, you've been in that, uh, up in that press box for a long time, for I decades am. and That's decades. Right. I'm oh, out yeah. on the old AstroTurf of there. and uh, no, I was down when they, had, they used to have the bike pumps and pump up the balls <laughs> on the side. <laughs> Remember, in Bloomington, you used to be able to, if you've ever seen um, a Breaking Away, they sit out there. Quaid and company all sit out on the hillside right there at the football stadium. That's now gone. But those those were better days when you could actually sit on a lawn and watch a football game. That remembrance brought to you by Ad Nauseam, the tummy medicine that really works (laughs) if you keep taking it and taking it and taking it. Would you study it, Indiana? Babes. No, Babes. Yeah, I, no, I, no, that's no, a really. joke. That's it's a joke. I didn't. really. Choreography. <laughs> well, then I you love did. dance. Man, a hetero in choreography. <laughs> you are studying, babes. Now, you swam, but you didn't swim at Indiana, which is like a great swim program. Did you swim there? No. Chet, listen, you've been duped. As an old-time newsman, I can understand why you would, uh, why you might be tricked by these newfangled 21st century technologies. Well, listen but to me. My stat the, man Jimmy's got, he's got the flu This Jimmy character. He might have fed me wrong. Well, yeah, listen, the, the, the Wikipedia, you see, the, what you can do with Are the Wikipedia. Are you pumping that up with all kinds of... No, people do it, you know. People do yeah, it. Yeah, Weisenheimers like to go in there and, uh, ascribe, and ascribe uh, things to my biography that aren't actually so. All right, well, then tell me this, because if this is uh, true, it's unbelievable, and if it's fake, it's a good joke. You're, it's like, uh, if it's fake, Julian Assange is behind it. <laughs> You named your son Jean Claude Van Damaschek. That's brilliant. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, 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 a. You know, listen. I'm an aspirational parent. You know, in in naming my children. That's that's why. Uh, that means you have a lung problem. Doesn't yeah, it? you're well, an aspirational parent. I don't know much about medicine, but I'm pretty sure Jean Claude Van Damaschek's older sister is Oprah. You know, talk that's, about aspirational. You can't impressive. shoot any eyes. No, no. <laughs> the greatest human being in the history of people, some might say. It kind of gets you off the hook, too, in terms of raising kids, because you go, hey, shoot for your name, not for me. Yeah, exactly. But then again, it does come with the dangerous, It's it really is the dangerous gambit. Yeah, you can shoot down the middle when you're naming your child. You can name them John or Dave or whatever else, and it's really not going to influence who that person is. Now, you roll the dice and you name them, like, you know, Champ and Boss Bailey from NFL fame yeah. and Georgia fame. You know, Champ and Boss Bailey, it'll be sadly ironic if in their adult years, instead of having played pro football, they were janitors. Hey, uh, hey Champ, yeah. hey, Champ uh, stall number three needs, uh, <laughs> right. needs unclogging. Can you get the plunger with you, friend? Hey, Champ, could you whip out that 12-foot key rope you got on your belt buckle there and... Hey, boss. Open this door for us. Hey, boss, throw a little more gravy on top of that for me, would you please? Thank you. Now, did you swim at all? So you don't have web feet. I know how to swim. Yeah, I mean, if that's what you're asking. (laughs) All right. I don't fear the sea. Can you swim? (laughs) So you can save yourself. You know what? Now that I think about it, now that you pose the question, I bet you I could uh, successfully complete three, at least three swim strokes. Wow, that challenge brought to you by Envelopes, the envelopes made from organic egg whites. Now, you're at NFL.com. You love the game. Uh, biggest issue at NFL, CTE, domestic mm. violence, take a knee, 
or the new color rush uniforms. Those are four big issues. For the yeah, league. I mean, you've just laid out the Mount Rushmore of uh, things that <laughs> plague the beautiful game. That's right. Um, but, yes, I, I mean, I think uh, the one looming largest, let's not uh, kid ourselves, it's uh, number four on your list. There. Color the rush. Color rush, yes. Yeah. We've gone back to black and white, apparently. Now. People cannot agree. And make no mistake, there are two sides to this, and they do not like each other. No, indeed. No, indeed. And uh, Where do you, you know, fall on the color rush spectrum? Homes have been divided by this <laughs> not li- color-based uh, debate since uh, since the blue and gray got it on 200 years ago or 150. I don't I don't know my U.S. history. Hey, it. look, that's cut that out. A, yeah, Indiana's not known for their history. No, department. have Jimmy cut that uh, part out. But uh, Statman Jimmy, yeah, sure. please, he can do that. He can, he's uh, yeah, he'll a get, catch-all. He'll right? get the tape and the razor blade out. We still record this on like three quarter inch. I want to say <laughs> I want to say this. I'm sad that I get that. The uh, uh, <laughs> the people under 35, like what? I don't three quarters of what? I don't know. 75 set? What, the, uh, yes, the color rush thing, it was fine. It was, you know, it upset people, which is funny how angry people get. I love, unironically, I love uniforms. I, I am a grown man obsessed by uniforms. And in fact, I push back at people who say uh, they have, because I feel like it's a testosterone thing to, to announce. I don't, what, what do I care about uniforms? I, yeah. Are you not observant? Do you no. watch football every Sunday faithfully? Every weekend in autumn, do you watch football? Then how is it conceivable that you could stare at your TV screen and look at these uniforms and and say, well, I, I don't know. I, I don't have any opinion on it. Are, are you that lacking in... Yeah. Every uh, Jacksonville fan alive should go, I love my team, but that helmet has to go! In a way, yes, that's right. I think it's really a loyalty test issued by the Khan family right. <laughs> to their fan base. How much do you love? You going to keep watching us in spite of in That's spite right. of the two tone helmets? How far can we push it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it more repellent. Turn our, it up more. Our guy sacks. <laughs> what they should do. I'm not the first to to say this, but what they really should do with Thursday night football, if they want to do this on just one night, is for real throwback Thursday instead of color rush. Make the teams wear oh, the, yes. the best uniform in their closet from yes. their from their past. You know, yes. wouldn't that now, be the best? You, do you lean to, that's an incredible idea, and I will stand behind you in jamming it through the NFL. Uh, Thank you. Uh, yeah, you got that kind of sway. Bureaucracy, no, but I'll stand behind. Okay, you anyway. good, good. Uh, now, where, where do you lie on the? Because I'm more of a classic sort of old school thing, but I understand there's some good uniforms out there, some good new ones. I like the Titans' whole uh, planet blowing up logo on the side of their helmet. That's kind of curious. <laughs> is that what that is? I think it is. <laughs> I think it's Mars cracking it's in dark half. Now that you point that out, I, <laughs> yeah. I had never really considered. Well, that's the strength of a Titan. That's well. Yeah, they can you, mess up your entire galaxy by just blowing up Planet Five. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, spoiler alert. I have prepared a little, uh, a little quiz for you <laughs> oh, later brother. in the show. Look, all right. Well, I like I'll, to I'll, spring it on you. Uh, so, uh, oh, oh, that uh, that precursor surprise brought to you by <laughs> weeds. We're not as pretty as flowers, but we grow out of solid concrete. For God's sake! So now they you, bought an ad for something that they didn't even see coming. Boy, hey, that look, is a nimble marketing department well, over there. If they pay the fifteen dollars, they get the add-on, and uh, I cut it to seven fifty if I screw it up. So, so who's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite uniform? Well, Got to be the Steelers. Gotta, I love the Steelers. I, I mean, love the fact that just one side has the logo. I love that's that. Right. That's exactly right. Because to me, 
what you know, what, the 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 think genesis of it. Think a little bit is yeah. what they're saying. I, you know, what I, think what, just a little bit. Fine. So it was intended to mimic what the the, the local steel workers, hence the logo. That's what it represents. It represents, as I've said many times before, and I'll say to you again now, people who don't like the Steelers don't love America because, of course, right. whereas. Baltimore. Let's take the Ravens. What are they named after? The, the Ravens are named after Edgar Allan Poe, who's from New York and wrote a lot in Boston or maybe yeah. vice versa, and right. then spent his final days in Baltimore writing a little bit more. Then he got drunk and died. Then they named the team after his most famous poem. Yeah. The Steelers, conversely, are named after the great men and women who in the mid-20th century forged the steel that went to building the tanks and the ships that defeated the Nazi scourge. If you don't like the Steelers... You're on the side of Mussolini. How's that feel? I love it. Thank you. Now that's I also, impressive. I also I don't think, know if people can see. Are we simulcast? Because I am standing and saluting Dave Damage. You don't know right if now. we're simulcast? No, I don't. I don't pay attention. And I have a you're bit a, of a. I'm a guaranteed technical snafu if I touch anything. You're like you're they for keep the me away from that. You yeah. do it for the passion. You don't care who's no who's it, seeing yes, it. Yes, and that analysis brought to you by <laughs> Asgard. Sit down anywhere, worry free with all hemp. Asgard. I love that whole patriotic thing, and I. Believe it and, what and about though? I want to say that isn't it great that whatever the origin of the one-sided helmet thing is, that in the TV age they said, well, listen, like when two teams are playing each other, we like to show the profile, of the two helmets crashing into yeah, each other, but it's a problem because it's just a black side, yeah. and, and and the Steelers no. are like. Too bad. There's a 103-year-old guy in the locker room going, no! Nope! Not going to change for you, TV! Not going to happen. That's like, yeah, your whole thing is so true. It's like uh, naming the Milwaukee Brewers after Penny Marshall. It doesn't work. It's got to be the Brewers. It's got to be something inherent in the geographical location of your team. Now, a better guy to work for. Ace Carolla or Jimmy Kimmel, because you've worked for them both. You've written jokes for them both. You've been humorous for them both. You've propped them both up. Which do you like better? Jimmy Kimmel. Flat, hands down. <laughs> man, oh, man. I like to be decisive in my actions. Listen. My you... goodness, that decisiveness brought to you by Flantastic, the best vending machine flan ever. This is a real commercial. Hi, everybody. If you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. That's enough to confuse anybody, even me. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of your home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for that same car you want. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or a used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Tell them Chet sent you. That was a real commercial. All right, I got a big tad professional a sports guy here with me. Let's get some tips. Ooh. Best way to clear your head, Dave, after a rough night, and you know you got a show or a game you got to call or whatever the next day, how do you get rid of one of those pesky road uh, uh, jock hangovers? 
Uh, you know, hair of the dog that bit you, right? Really? You and me is old school, right? Yeah, you gotta. You it gotta. was a better day when they used to serve booze in the press box. What happened? When did everybody become yeah. so precious? You, I once cheered. This is true. In the NFL, I went, my first Super Bowl with the NFL, I went to watch the Steelers and the Packers play in Dallas. And I, being a Steelers fan, I cheered at, at a good moment. And I was quickly told, that will not fly here in the press box. You yeah. cannot show human emotion. Why? Wait, wait, why? That's wait, wait. ridiculous. I'm not allowed to be a human being. You got Vince Lombardi on the sideline in a pencil tie going, what the hell's going on here? Why do I want to do, why, why do, I want to do this? He's showing emotion. You have to show him. That's the whole point of Here's the game. Here's the deal. You get, to, you get to be a part of it and cover it and talk about it for, a, uh, uh, for, for your living. We're going to give you money to do it. However, you're not allowed to actually enjoy it. But you yes. Know? And you're right. Hair <laughs> of the dog. And hair of the dog. Now, I don't understand when I go to a blur no, Dave. And they literally go, all right, what would you like to drink? And would you like a uh, chaser or something like that? I go, uh, excuse me, uh, Boilermaker, drop the damn shot right That's in the right. beer. Let me slug it all down so I can get to the important thing, food. When you're doing an interview, how do you make a dunce <laughs> sound interesting? Because you know you've been there. Look, you're a very loquacious guy. Uh, you know what you're doing uh, behind the mic. But there's got to be times when you, you ask a nice question, jam the mic in somebody's face, and they don't give you anything. Cosby. Do the Cosby thing. You know, that uh, jazzes up any conversation. I don't know. That could mean about seven things nowadays. The Cosby thing. They loosen up. They don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) So you're going right for it. That's it. Just just drop a little something in there. Speaking of Boilermakers, it's the Cosby Boilermaker. (laughs) It's my version of juicing. (laughs) Right. All right. The weirdest uh, thing that ever happened to your microphone on a gig. Any (laughs) day. Because you never know. I mean, you know. Did I make three with my microphone? Is that what you're Maybe. saying? You, you Join me for something? No, I don't know where you've been. <laughs> that, I just that's know my it. perversion. I, I, I find myself a lady and I give her my microphone and say, I'm just going to be in the corner. Oh, you do. Brother, I hope it's got the windscreen <laughs> on it. Do you ever just pop another sportscaster? Do you ever get so pissed at somebody you just dropped them? I've taken a swing. Have you? I've taken a swing. I did once. Would you mind saying who or do you want to disguise their, uh, who it was? Jim Nance. Jim, oh man! Well, well, let's be honest. That's uh, I, I. You might need to get a stipend from the American Na- Sports you know, Announcers you know how Nance is. Union for that. Yeah, well, You've he's been got, around the block. He's got a he's got a, a rod up his ass that making <laughs> North Carolina grad proud. <laughs> My goodness! I did almost once uh, uh, get into uh, legitimately almost got into a fight with uh, Wayne Gretzky once. Holy fisticuffs! Sp- <laughs> the and- nicest guy in hockey. They nicest say passive aggressive guy. In ah, hockey. the most passive. Well, can't that's- give credit to sixty six Lemieux. He can't honor his peer, his his contemporary. <laughs> Listen, I'm sure Babe Ruth wouldn't want to answer questions about Willie Mays if they happened to be playing at the exact same time. But that's what the world of hockey had going in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. And Gretzky, 66, uh, you know, a gentleman forever. You know, oh, to be compared to, to Wayne Gretzky, what an right, honor. Right. Oh, hey, Wayne, what do you think about Lemieux? I mean, he's a great one. You know, he's really good. He's, he's great. You know, he's up there with Gordie Howe and everybody. No, no, no. Say he's as good as you. Right, but in his defense, Canada, not known for their primary educational schools. <laughs> <laughs> may not be able to finish this. End. Okay, uh, well, uh, less bit of advice here. The gig you thought might end your career. BattleBots. Really? <laughs> Damn it, because I kind of like that. I did. I, 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 made, must, uh, I must admit this. <clears throat> go ahead. I like battle. I love BattleBots. Uh, 
I love the weird teams and the you know the crazy Asian kid with the mop top haircut, and then uh. the weird that you know, and then the all woman team, and then somebody come in from MIT and then just get crushed by three kids from <laughs> West Lafayette or something. I don't know how a guy like you fit into that. It's fun. well, I was assured by by everybody oh, that, that because that this was like a television story coming up. Well, I was assured by everybody. Well, yes. Uh, listen, the producers told me when I got hired. Listen, beggars can't be choosers. You know, it's a it's a rugged business. As I left uh, the uh, the sports press box to try and make my way in uh, in pseudo entertainment with uh, robots that, that don't like each other. Well, I mean, they're robots, but they but you but you see, they've got malintent yeah. and they're and they're target each other. You know. <laughs> And they fight each other. That sounds like the makings of one of the great blockbusters of all time. And instead, it just looks like a couple of remote controls on the floor just kind of... Look, like, oh, look, my yeah. cell phone is is uh, is yeah. fighting, you know, yeah, the, my, with your 1995 mobile phone is right. fighting, you know, it, it's not as with your yeah. electric razor is what it looks like. It looked like a a, a Roomba with a cheese grater on the That's top. right. Yeah. yeah. Say your best. Yes. trouble. Yeah. Thank you for the punch up there. Yeah. But people said, <laughs> you'll, uh, oh, when you get there and you see it in person, the spectacle of it. But trust me. I know it sounds Excitement weird. Excitement personified. You are going to get into it when you see it. Well, I mean. I guess I'm the outlier. <laughs> you just, it, it, <laughs> oh, this, no, it's exactly what it looked like on TV. Okay, best sore throat remedy. <laughs> sore throat remedy. Like, you're, you're so, uh, uh, you got the big pipes. As they say in the in the in the, in the business. Oh, I was. I said, it's funny. It's a mutual admiration because I was uh, I was pining for your pipes there, Chet. Uh, no, no, I got uh, I got trouble. Uh, soup. A nice soup. soup. I like a nice soup. Nice. Bean-based, if you please. I bean don't like broth. Yeah, soup. none of that chicken noodle. No, no, no. Now get a bean to the throat. That's right. I love that. Those tips brought to you by Fruit Baskets. Nobody really wants them, so stop sending them. Time <laughs> for the Fiery Four. The Fiery Four. These are stories ripped from today's headlines, Dave. So hot, they've retained Stormy Daniels' attorney. <laughs> Fire number one. <laughs> the Angels show. Hey, oh, Tanny. 30 strikeouts, or whatever the hell it was. Three homers, quarter tequila, an hour. Can he sustain this pace for a full season? I don't know, but I really feel like after 30 to 40 years of talking about this happening, you know, don't you feel like, what? can you imagine if there was a guy who could pitch and hit and do whatever? Well, now we have it. Why? I mean, this should, yeah. the world should be stopped to, to watch every right. at-bat, right. every pitch of this guy. I, I feel like we're, we are so spoiled. We're, <laughs> so you uh, think we're, we're wasting our broadcast well, time we're on, so on watching, watching Tiger Woods finish 49th in the Masters? Yes, we're we so should be spending that broadcast. We're like, well, let me poke some holes in why this isn't going to work out. Like, what? <laughs> This is happening. It's the dream. This is what they would have made movies about 75 years ago. Now we're like, let's see. Let's see if they can do it in June. A little early in the season still before I'm impressed. Fire number two. I don't want to say the Yankees are in trouble, but their bullpen just signed Hoyt Wilhelm. What gives? Are they going to make it? I think they're going to make it. I know. It's a reverse of what we just said. They're only, quote, unquote, five and six or five and seven or whatever the hell they are. But, uh, you know, in New York, that spells that can spell trouble. I love the fact, first of all, they, they don't look like they look like a cartoon about a baseball team rather than a real baseball team. As it turns out, even in, in 2018, it doesn't having six foot five muscle bound guys, you would think, well, that's what you want on your pro sports team. 
But as it turns out, like that's not what baseball players look like, <laughs> no, you know. No. Well, Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds. All right, well, I guess we could we could make a case that yeah, uh, but even even they put them on two different teams. That, they couldn't handle it. Yeah, in it's one just team. A, it's this murderer's row. Literally, they could yeah. they could easily murder you, but can they hit a baseball? <laughs> Maybe not. Fire number three, NBA. Will the Cavs mow through the East like a seven-year-old farm kid driving Dad's Chevy Caprice into a cornfield for the first time? I'll tell you this. As much as I like the Sixers and the Bucks are fun and I hope the T-Wolves do well, I hope LeBron does it because, again, people are such cynics. You don't love LeBron James? What's not the love? I agree with you there. This six-foot-eight, this this great fella has never done anything yeah. bad outside of saying that he's moving to Miami for a couple, for of, a years. couple of years. For a couple of years? This lonesome stuff. I know. I mean, how dare he try to live a happy life and 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 achieve ultimate success in his chosen profession? Shame how that dare that, he? How dare, I hope he wins because this Michael the genuflecting to the very mortal Michael Jordan over LeBron James makes my head spin. So I say, uh, go LeBron. Me too. I mean, let's face it. I don't care what kind of argument you have between LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Here's one thing you need to consider: twenty years of mankind has elapsed. And in 20, every 20 years, people get that much stronger, bigger, better. I mean, LeBron is just hes just a horse and compared to Michael else, Jordan. And if nothing else, LeBron would beat Michael Jordan in one-on-one. Easily. And I think that settles all, all, all uh, Easily. basketball debates. He'd hammer him in the post <laughs> and that'd be the Fire number four! FBI sniffing up Kansas's butt like a stray Rottweiler. How deep is the college hoop scandal? And do we even care? Nah, I don't, don't care. I, 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 I would love to care as, you know, Big Ten guy, Bob Knight. I was there with Coach Knight when he was on the sidelines. But I got to tell you, honestly, it's gotten so weird now that these guys, the mercenary effect in college basketball yeah. is just, just aside. What, what do we, are 17, 18 year olds just let them go to the NBA or not? But this, but that's weird transitional year that they take, I think just corrupts the whole thing. Like, what are we doing? They, yeah. They, just one year. Hey, not they don't. There's no pretense like that. He's going to study. You know, like no, the, no, the, no. If you're if you're that 18 year old, what it, when you know? Uh, well, obviously, I'm good enough, and I'm just here for a year to play basketball, and then I'll move on to. The, why would you ever attend a class? No, there's no, especially at Kentucky. What's the point? <laughs> Jeez, go go deliver pizza, pick up a couple extra bucks. The fiery four brought to you by Spectacular. Your one-stop spackle shop, Dave. Find that special <laughs> sparkly spackle at Spectacular. Now, I understand you That's might have some questions. That's where I took questions. my swing at Nance. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't want to tell the backstory, but just suffice uh, hey, That's I'm where it went it, down with Nance. I'm going to say it. It's, it's a, a misidentified cock and spackle. <laughs> and for that, anybody should You're take a, a pop in the nose. You're warm. All right, what questions you got? We've got a pop quiz. Pop quiz. Get out of here. Love it. I mentioned soup earlier. It's chili a soup. No, chili's not a soup. Chili's a meal. Would you? Oh, yeah, it, it's a meal. So yeah, would, chili's have a meal. Have you ever? If you make it right. If, well, listen, you talk the talk. Have you walked the walk? Have you ever had uh, soup and chili at one sitting? No. As a meal? No. Well, you just said it's a meal. So what order no, do they go chili in? chili at one sitting. Right. That's the meal. Right. So but would you ever so would you ever say I I'll, I'll have the chili as my meal and as my appetizer I'll have the the uh, chicken noodle. Well, I will counter that with this question. Do you order the dinner salad and then have the chef's chop salad 
for dinner. No, of course, no, of course I wouldn't. Not. That's why it's so fascinating. The chili <laughs> is its own thing that, that that this has distinguished itself from all the other liquid-based meals you could have. All right, I'm going to take a draw on that I one. hail it. That, I hail that. that, that I hail that. that NFL that, mascot that if they all got into a fight, and I don't yeah. mean the... the NFL the, uh, mascot. Yeah, I don't mean the 31-year-old uh, ne'er-do-wells who put on a uh, furry costume you know, and dance around. I'm talking actual. about... The mascot. Who right. would win that fight if there were a battle royale among is there, the 32 Is there a multiple teams? choice? No, there's no multiple choice. You do it yourself. You could have a saint. You could have a, a steel worker. You could have a lion. Okay. You could have a giant. All right. this mo- jet. Well, give me a second. This moment of thought brought to you by the... <laughs> Guantanamo Bay Tourism Board, torturously affordable Caribbean timeshares. <laughs> I am going with, uh, let's see. You were close earlier when we talked about them uh, 10 minutes ago. Oh, man. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Not the Jaguars. I think it's the Titan, right? It's a it's a oh, mythical god-type creature. Uh, that can break a planet in half. And a saint might be, might do it, except no, that no, his, well, yeah, you know what he's all about. He ain't about no, taking no, anybody down. No, a saint's going to turn the other cheek, and then you're just going to rip that cheek off. You got me. You got me. That's correct. All uh, right, so I'm kind of one and one on this. The uh, the worst name for a team in pro sports. Wow, worst name for a team in pro sports. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not thrilled with the wild. Whoa, of all the major sports in the U.S. of A., and I don't know what uh, arena football teams are named. They've got some terrible ones. Well, you, you said major sports, so you, that eliminates them. You one. have hit the nail on the head, Thank sir. You. you. I'm 2-1. The Minnesota Wild. The yeah. Wild is, of course, uh, is synonymous with the great outdoors. That's what the team is called. They're, the team yeah. is named after outside. You know you're in trouble. When you name your team, you go through the whole process, three months, fans voting, people weighing in, <laughs> the community votes, and you come to it, and the graphics guy still has to look you in the eye and go, that's great, but what do I draw? <laughs> and ironic, too, that the sport is played inside. But the, Hey, right. the Minnesota outsides, everybody. <laughs> and also, a, a close second is the, uh, is, is the Buffalo Bills, who saw fit. The, sit, the football team is in the city of Buffalo, named after the majestic beast that once roamed the plains, right. they decide let's name our local team after the guy primarily Who? responsible <laughs> for trying to kill all the Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo Bill Cody. That's in fact, and that is a fan uh, issued name. That's right. They had a big vote for this. That's the Damn. name though. Oh, that's great. We should name him after the guy with the... What? Yeah, that's that- tough. It's very strange. That the Lon- is, yeah. London does not name itself the Jack the Rippers. You know, no. you don't ta- you don't no. name it after people trying to kill what that's the city right. is. That's it's very strange. True. Best Girl yeah, Scout the Milwaukee cookie. Dahmers. It's not flying. <laughs> not flying. All right, I'm two Punch and one. up again. Punch up. Uh, good punch up once again. <laughs> hey, that's my middle name. The uh, the uh, the best Girl Scout cookie. Uh, I got to go Savannah. <laughs> the Savannah. Yeah. That's a, that's a write-in candidate just about. But yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah. It. I don't even know if they make it anymore, but that's back when nobody had peanut allergies. See, you're an old and classic, just, yeah. and yet you're the onion that uh, keeps took, on revealing. They, they, took the, uh, they took a peanut butter cookie, and then they injected it with more peanut butter. <laughs> How can you not love that? <laughs> it's very good. So so you you make a compelling case. I'll go to it, too. What's your favorite? What's uh, the correct answer for you? To me, it's a thin mix. To me, it's a, a thin, I mean, a, you know, simple, elegant. The one I don't like is the Samoan. 
because yeah. oh, it's delete. Well, yeah, it's got everything on it. It's yeah, a cheat, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, absolute here. cheat. Yeah, no. what do you like better? Do you do you do you like a French fry or do you like this bag that has every other kind of food yeah, in yeah. it? No, it's no, a no. cheat. And and here's the, the the I'll give you this. The advantage to the uh, thin mint is uh, you convince yourself that when you eat a sleeve of them, they're very thin. <laughs> Clever marketing. I never thought about yeah, that. Yeah. Well right, done, Cheryl two, Scouts. Two, two. I'll take a neutral on that because I think you're out of the, you, Do we got a rubber match question here? The, let's go with, oh, you know what? This is more of a, uh, a subjective one. Who's the dream a- analyst for you to, to sit in the booth with and call the big game? Man, dream analyst. Uh, oh, analyst. Man, dream analyst. I'll evaluate whether or not play this by is play. good. You're the play, of course. You know, you're the gold standard. Colin Coward. I just like the way he just pops off right off the top of his head. Doesn't give a crap. <laughs> and then somehow, some way, I don't know how he does it. He has a rationalization for it in about four seconds. And you know, we just invented it on the top of his head. <laughs> He'll just say something insane like lacrosse will be the next big sport in America. And you go, well, that's ridiculous. And before you get ridiculous out, he's got five facts at it. That's what I need in a color man because I need the time to go through these papers and figure out who the hell number 55 is. <laughs> well, then he sounds like the perfect choice for you. Yes, he's the master of, uh, of the straw man argument. Like, hey. You might think Mike Vick is great, but anybody who tries to convince you he's the best quarterback of the 21st century, they're crazy. And then spends 45 minutes defending why Mike Vick is not the best quarterback. Like, who said he was the best quarterback? Nobody ever said that. His mom doesn't think he's the best quarterback. Nobody does. You're in your car going, Stephen A. Smith of this? I don't know. I think I might stick with Kellen. Not sure that was Pop Quiz, and that was brought to you by Slivers, the all-bamboo dippin' chaw. It's tobacco-free. Thanks to my guest today, the great Dave Damashek. Man, what a fun show. Follow him on Twitter, at Damashek. Check out his podcast with Adam Curl on Podcast One, Good Sports. Uh, anything else you're plugging? What else you got cooking? I, you NFL. know what? Com, right? I, no, I don't look backwards. I look forward, and one day I look forward to doing a show called Damachet. <laughs> I right? I'm there, baby. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and my buddy Jeff Cesario at Real Jeff Cesario. Thanks for listening. I like Spread that. Spread the word. We're on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. He's not a bad guy. He's getting a little long in the tooth. If you want more of me this weekend, I'm calling the Facebook subscribers reverse tote board for the Uh Oh Network. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.